welcome to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. This is an interview recorded during lockdown one in the spring and summer of 2020. I was quite new to doing these interviews and I was still finding my feet and the audio is a little bit raw in places, but the information contained in this interview is really useful and really insightful. I hope you get a lot from it. Enjoy. Hi everyone, we're on episode 6 today of Talking Business here on the Pardo's Business YouTube channel. Today we're going to the USA where we've got the enthusiastic entrepreneur, Emma. This is a great one. Enjoy. Okay, hi everyone. We've got uh, Emma joining us today. We've gone international. So uh, good morning to you, Emma. Morning. morning. Um, So whereabouts in the world are you, Emma? Um, I'm in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Fantastic. And uh, who are you and uh, what's your job title? Um, I'm just a girl trying to save the earth from single-use plastic and make people more aware. Uh, so my job is I'm the CEO of a company called Final, and we make products that replace single-use plastic and serve to increase awareness about the environmental impact of waste on the environment. Sure. So, so nothing too big, man, just saving the planet and, uh, you know, things like that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard to say saving the planet because the planet will persist regardless of whether we're here or not. Yeah. Um, I think it's about treating it like it's our one and only home, treating it with care, yeah. um, stripping away the greed in, you know, resource extraction and use and just kind of changing the way people look at waste because, you know, everything we buy comes in single use wrappers and a lot of things and, and those things, you know, have value. And so, you know, in an economic sense, um, we're assigning a zero value to something that takes resources, costs money, uses labor and transport fuel. And and that's kind of backwards how I see it. Yeah, I can I can feel your passion for what you do coming through just from a couple of sentences chatting to you. Um, has that always been in you? That, that passion, or has that come from uh, like college, or as we would call it, university? Did you study a similar thing to this at college or university? So in university, I studied neuroscience, and um, but I guess I've always been a pretty passionate person. I don't know if you've ever looked at enneagrams, but I'm a seven, which is the enthusiast. Um, and so, you know, pretty much everything I do, I do with a lot of enthusiasm and, and I was very interested in neuroscience in terms of, you know, how people's brains work. It's such a fascinating, um, universe inside our heads that is, is not very well understood or explored. But, um, I started to kind of read, realize that the work environment I was going to be in, if I continued down that path would either be working in a research laboratory or a hospital, neither of which sounded very appealing. So, um, while I was in university, I was working with some girlfriends and just raising awareness around single use plastic, doing beach cleanups, dressing up like mermaids and going to, going to city council meetings. And it was really fun. And it was just like not that much effort put in to make big a big impact and so I thought what if what if I actually focus more of my time here what what kind of impact can I really make and seems like it's worked so far oh that's that's good to know and in terms of impact then so I haven't seen my students for a while because of COVID-19 but I remember um, when I was at college and I used to try and do uh, recycling things I would do a program called Dan's Cans 
where we would do recycling and things like that. Um, and it was always such a, um, a challenge for many of the students to get them interested. There was this mindset of, what can I do? Um, yes. I'm only little old me, you know, these people who, you know, we don't get to travel that much. Um, so what would you say to these people who feel almost helpless and that it's, it's pointless? Because that's, that's a conversation I had a lot. But what is yeah. the point? Why, why bother? Why can't I just go to McDonald's uh, or whatever it is, have my plastic straws in my junk food containers, throw them wherever I want to. It's no big deal. I'm only one person. What would you say to, to our students who, who have got that kind of mindset? Well, what I would say to them is I've felt that way too. Yeah. Um, I felt helpless and like, it doesn't matter what I do and that the, you know, I'm just one little person. So I get it. It's, it's, it's a real feeling. And I think we feel that way in a lot of situations, especially with, you know, everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, but then I would also remind them that I am just one person. And so far our company has removed over 350 million plastic straws from entering the environment. So, um, you know, and, and you never know how your behavior is going to impact another person. You never know how, what you say will inspire others. Mm -hmm. And so, um, our voices are really powerful and, and we have a lot of power to impact those around us and use our platforms, whether it is, you know, just friends and family or social media to spread um, what we believe in. So it's, it's not just about, um, you know, doing the right action, which is of course very important. It's about, um, you know, upholding what you believe in with action. And so if you believe that this is, you know, a special place that we live in and we should, you know, minimize our damage on it for, for ourselves, for our health, yeah. for, you know, overall financial gain for, um, future generations it doesn't really matter why you want to uphold this idea it's just that that you do it and that you you spread that to others well that's what a powerful message i hope that well i know that that will sink in with some of them and i'll, <laughs> I'll uh, make sure they listen to this and uh, it does um so how has the last few months been different for you then obviously everybody i've spoke to on here have had their own challenges um people working in the hospitality industry very different to education um but for yourself how's the last few months been different for final straw or has it yeah yeah i mean i think everyone's lives have changed in one way or another um you know to be honest my day-to-day -day is pretty similar i we mm -hmm. were a remote company before covid hit um i guess i used to like going to the grocery store and now it's weird um <laughs> so that's been a change but in terms of business, you know, we've, we've definitely seen a hit to sales. Um, the, you know, we're, we're right now we're a one product company and we sell a reusable travel straw and traveling isn't top of mind. Mm. Um, but you know, in terms of the, the kind of positives that have come out of it, I think, you know, we've, we've really been able to use our platform to kind of spread information on how we function as a remote team. Mm. Since we've been doing it for two years, we've gotten pretty good at it. And so as all of these other companies are shifting to remote, we've been able to provide our expertise in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the other kind of like larger scale benefit of everything that's going on is, is COVID is kind of the first time the world has felt united. Yeah. Every single person is being affected by it in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, we're all in it together. And, and what a cool feeling to feel connected to every single person, even though it is, you know, for this very intense and sad situation, but yet we're all affected. Doesn't matter your socioeconomic background, your race, religion, location, anything. It's, it's everyone. So, um, that's kind of the, the cool bit, I guess, and, and how I have been pushing through the hard times by, by looking at that and, and seeing um, the beauty in that. And de- definitely, there are, you know, that is a positive that, um, you know, I have heard briefly, but to hear you speak about it like that, you know, how far away we are, but both our lives have changed, and my students, yeah. how different I am to them, but the conversations and communications that I've had with them, their lives have changed as well. And it is, it is interesting to see that. So you mentioned this, this idea of remote working. Um, was that a conscious decision when you started um, the organization or is that just something that happened naturally when you were looking at getting the best people to work for you? You know, it was a combination of both. Um, I like to travel a lot. I don't, want to be in an office I want to work from wherever I want and travel and and you know go on a hike in the middle of the day if I want and and I want my employees to feel the same way so you know it's kind of like a certain type of person that that wants that lifestyle and I think that is actually growing you're seeing you know a larger percentage of people wanting flexible working situations um and so yeah, I, I just designed this company based on what I want. And uh, I don't want to be stuck in an office and, and you know, do the nine to five. Uh, so, yeah, we, you know, we're, it, it, that, it's also a nice little fantasy that may not last forever. There's a good chance that, you know, we'll have to at least have a couple offices or like hubs with the employees because, you know, there is something to be said about working together and working with everyone. And right now, the way we've been doing that is having biannual retreats where, you know, the whole team gets together and, and, you know, works together for a long weekend. Mm -hmm. That sounds fun. Um, So, and again, with with your organization and your kind of personality that seems to come through that, it seems if you have a quick look at your, you know, the Forest Royal website and social media, there, there is an element of fun um, you know, the, the stickers that you sell, I won't say some of the words that are kind of blanked out in that, but I'm sure, I'm sure my students have heard them. Um, but, you know, in terms of your personality coming through your organization, how important has um, social media been for you then in terms of growing your business and connecting with your customers and keeping it fresh and something that customers can kind of attach to? Is, is social media played a big part of that? Yeah. So, I mean, to your point on the brand voice, like, the whole, you know, voice is based around what I want to hear. I don't want to hear another, you know, environmental organization talking about how we're destroying the earth and we're, and all the people are doing the wrong thing. And, you know, we need to change. It's like, it's depressing. It's not exciting. I want to see funny memes that inspire me to make changes and, you know, like, I think we can do this in like a fun way. It doesn't have to be this kind of granola, you know, old school, crunchy tree hugging sort of way. Not that I don't hug trees cause I do, yeah. but, but like, how do we redefine environmentalist instead of being this kind of extremist person to being just someone who's practical? 
Like, okay, this is our one planet. Let's treat it well. Like, is that an extreme belief? I, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's just practical. Yeah, sure. um, and then, you know, in terms of social media, uh, it's huge. I mean, any brand with any sort of following utilizes social media to, you know, spread their message. Um, and, you know, obviously for us, that is a mission-based message mm -hmm. and, and spread awareness. So, you know, a big thing at final is that it's not, we're not just trying to sell straws. Um, you know, if I tried for a very long time to just get people to stop using straws. And I thought for so long that if I could just get everyone to stop using straws, I could get them to stop using other things. But that's really hard. It's really hard to get people to completely stop doing something they really like. There's people out there, they just love straws. Like you can't, you can't tell them not to love straws. They do. So instead, focus on providing practical, convenient, sexy, badass solutions that people want to do and want to, you know, share with their friends. So... Yeah. That's really kind of how we try and use our platform is to spread awareness in a fun and engaging and relatable way that doesn't tell anyone they're you know, pointing fingers and saying you're doing this wrong. It's about uplifting, joining together as a team so that we can all do this together because that's the only way it'll happen. Yeah, and that really comes across in the, the things I've read and seen about Final Straw. Um, and I know for some of our students, it's, it's very much so in terms of advertising over here that um, we are terrible people. We are doing terrible things. There's a guilt yeah. associated with it. Um, yeah. And I think that immediately puts up the barriers to some of our students where yeah. they can be told off just for living their right. lives and just for doing everything they've always done for the last 10, 15 years. So that yeah. positivity, you know, definitely needs to be in more businesses. Um, so and, and ultimately, it's not really the consumer's fault. Um, you know, it's, it, this dates back for for you know, decades of misinformation where companies are creating ad campaigns to make it seem like the, it's the consumer who's at fault. Yeah. So like, you know, if you get a, an Amazon box and it's full of plastic and materials that are just going straight to the trash can, is that your fault or is that Amazon's fault? Mm. You know, like it's, it's, it's Amazon's fault. Yeah. And so really, you know, what we do as an organization is, is promote this kind of like bottom-up change by providing awareness and information to people, but then also really working on policy because that is where we're really gonna be able to shift the needle in a big way. Um, by putting pressure on big companies to be responsible for the waste that they create on a daily basis, um, is, it's really the only way that, that things are really gonna shift. But you need them both together. You need consumers demanding the change, and then you need you know, policy and legislation in place to demand for extended producer responsibility, which you know, holds companies accountable for everything that they produce from cradle to grave. Yeah, and, and again, that's something um, the general consumer, definitely the ones I speak to, the ones I teach, as consumers, that's, that's not really links that they make, but when you get stuck into it yeah. from this perspective, then you have the, to think about it. The entire litter bug, if you've ever heard the word litter bug, that was invented by the beverage industry. So Coca-Cola and Pepsi all came together because there was, you know, this huge issue of, of people when they switched from glass to plastic and no longer had a bottle deposit, people were just littering on the side of the road. And it was creating, you know, all of these issues. And so they started the Keep America Beautiful campaign, which basically put the onus on the 
consumer to not litter. And it's like, is if you throw a bottle out of your window, like, yeah, you're littering, but like, who created that bottle and why is it there? And, and where is their responsibility? You know, they're not the ones paying tax dollars to clean it up. They're not the ones, you know, uh, paying for recycling facilities to turn it into something new. They're just making all the profit. So, you know, I think, you know, back to that first question you asked of like, you know, I'm just one person, what can I do? Um, we can all lobby for legislation and, and real systemic change on that level. Yeah. And let's hope that maybe if we are all a bit more together and on the same page as a community, then that's something that can come out in the next exactly. years, exactly. Uh, however long it takes. Well, where does Final Straw go next? Then I was having a look on your website and obviously the straws are your main thing. You've got um, cutlery as well. Is that right? And, and has COVID changed the direction that you're heading in or you're still on the same path? but maybe at a different rate. Yeah, so we're, we've got the Final Straw, which is our flagship product. Um, we're working on Final Fork and Final Spork, which will be coming out mid-July. Um, we created a product called Final Wipe, which is a reusable sanitizing wipe that you can use um, at home or on the go to sanitize surfaces or just replace single-use paper products. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, we've got a lot of other really fun projects that we're working on and, and we'll be making lots of announcements soon. So make sure to check us out on social media. There's yeah. cool stuff coming out. Oh yeah. I'll definitely push for students towards that. That's really interesting, especially the wipes and I'm sure there'll be a big market for them. Um, yeah. In the next few months. Um, as, as we start to get towards the end of this, then if, if it's all right with you, I'll ask a few questions about yourself and advice that you might have. Um, yeah. I know that over here we get a lot of, um, or we did before COVID, I should say, stories about the, the gender pay gap, discrimination. We have rules and regulations and laws which prevent discrimination and different treatment of people based on their race and their gender. Have you, as, as a CEO of an organisation, have you ever experienced discrimination? And if so, how did you deal with it? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, it It was so weird because I... It was it was with a reporter um, who was reporting on a situation with with the company and and it was like they couldn't listen to my story and and report on it accurately and I mean the only reason I can think of that is that because I was a female and the person on the other end of the story was a male um, it was weird because I've never felt judged for being female I've always felt like I've you know kind of been able to just hold my own. Um, and it's tough because you feel really powerless in those situations where it's like nothing that you say or do is going to change anything because this person is, is very set in their mindset. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think I've learned a lot in the last week with everything going on in the States. It's just been total, total craziness here. Um, and, and so I've had a lot of conversations on social media with, with people who, you know, a had a problem with how I put out a, a message or, you know, and, and been able to turn those conversations into something constructive. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily always possible to change people's minds, but, but by listening to people and making sure that they feel heard yeah. and then, you know, coming at it the situation with a, from a place of resolution yeah. of like, how can we make this better? How can, 
how can I show you that I care about what you're saying? And, and you know, these, these are total strangers on the internet that I'm doing this with and it's working. We're going from a place of like, you know, they're upset and I'm upset to like, Oh, Hey, I understand your perspective and, and how can we come to common ground? So, you know, I think it's, it's just about listening and, and coming at the situation, wanting to resolve it and, and be, be accommodating to the other person. And is that, is that an ethos that you have in your teams as well, in, in the teams that you manage, that openness to be able to, to talk, to discuss, um, that, you know, if there are any other issues, then you can sort those out. Is, is that kind of how you, you kind of run the business as well? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's so important to me to have a team full of people that are able to speak their mind in a constructive way. Um, you know, especially since we're all remote communication is not easy. It's like someone can type something to you and it feels like an attack where if they just said it in a different tone, it would feel fine. So, you know, there's, there's just a lot of work that you have to do when you're remote to ensure people are, um, feeling heard and seen and understood and respected and, um, you know, it's, it's constant. It's not like you just do it once and it's done. Um, it's, it's kind of constant team building and, and the way we do that is by, you know, work isn't just about work. It's not like we just show up, do our work and leave. Um, we have like Slack channels for pet pics. So people are posting pictures of their pets and we have, um, you know, team meetings where we do silly icebreakers, like never have I ever. And, and so I think that there's ways you can kind of infuse the fun and excitement and, and bonding, um, you know, even online, which once, once you're bonded with someone and, and feel close and connected, then the question around intent when a message is sent that might come off wrong um, is, is not as big of a question because you know that that person is coming from a caring, loving place. Yeah. I, I might have to borrow some of those ideas when I start my uh, <laughs> online teaching and things. Those yeah, things. do it. <laughs> yeah, really interesting. Um, so last couple of questions then. For um, our students, uh, students I teach are between 16 and 19 years old. Um, and some of them have got some really interesting ideas for little businesses that I would never have thought of. I'm, I'm, I'm not in their mindset and, and, and kind of their upbringing and background and what they've got going on. And they have these fantastic ideas. So what advice would you give for some young entrepreneurs with you know, crazy ideas that nobody believes in and everybody says, no, just go to university and do the thing and then get the office job. Um, what would you yeah. say to people with the ideas? Well, I'd say that everyone thought I was crazy when I was making a straw and quitting my job at a reputable laboratory. Um, so, you know, don't, don't listen. Um, and, and like, but test, you know, I think it's really important that, that you make something that solves a problem where whatever you're doing, how are you solving a problem? And the thing is, if it's a problem for you and you're solving that problem for you, there's a lot of other people like you out there. So, you know, if you're significantly improving a situation for yourself and something that you do on a regular basis, there's going to be other people out there like that. So I, you know, the way we did it is launched a Kickstarter campaign, um, which did really well. And that was kind of the market validation. And, and from there it was like, just keep building on that. So listen to your gut, um, stay true to what you believe. Don't design things 
to work for everyone, design it to work for a very specific subsection. Um, and otherwise it loses authenticity. Yeah. And I saw your Kickstarter raise, was it $1.8 million that it says on your yeah. website? And I guess it's hard then to say that your idea is wrong if you've got that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so last question then, and, and thank you so much for your time today. And what I yeah, always no ask people for the students is, because let's say they're 18, if there was um, a piece of advice you wish somebody had given to you at 18 and you wish you'd listened to it and really took it to heart and kind of used that as or almost as a bit of a mantra for the next few years of their life, what advice do you wish you'd been given or what kind of secret to the world of work and life um, do you wish somebody had told you at 18 but you could have listened to? I mean, ugh, that's hard. I was such a jackass at 18. I don't know if anything anyone would have said would have mattered. Um, but I guess follow your passion is the biggest thing. Um, you know, I spent from when I graduated college to when I started working on this idea, like, you know, I was just doing like little jobs here and there enough to make enough money to like, have fun and party and do whatever. And it's like, you know, now I've been working on this company for two years and I'm like, what if I had started this right out of college? Like it would be huge. And I have friends that, that started companies that they were passionate about after college and they're worth like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. So, um, I think if you're, if you're doing something that you don't like and you're not passionate about, um, you'll never excel and you'll never go to a level that is beyond kind of the status quo. So do what you love, do what you're passionate about, do what excites you because it's freaking hard and the hours are long and it's thankless. And, and you know, if, if you don't have that kind of deeper reasoning for doing what you're doing, it's, you're going to burn out. Well, thank you so much for your honesty. Um, you know, I can say that to the students a hundred times over and they'll just go, oh, Danny's talking again. So it's nice to hear that, uh, you know, when real people say it, that that'll sink in. So, um, but thank you so yep. much and, and thanks for the time that you've taken to talk to yeah. us today all the way from New Mexico. For sure. Um, I hope you stay safe and well over there. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, and all the best to Final Straw as well. We look forward to uh, studying more in our lessons and getting stuck in there. So thank you. Awesome. Right. Yeah, sure. Take care. Thank you, Emma. That was fantastic. Really great insight into the world of starting up your own business. And I wish you all the very best in the next stages of Final Straw and all the exciting things to come. Thank you for listening to Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo, written, created, directed, and everything by me, Danny Pardo, with the help of our super helpful, super insightful, super nice people who agreed to sit down and chat to me for you. There's plenty more available and I'd love to say hi and chat with all of you listeners. You can do that if you just have a look for Pardo's Business on YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. You'll find me all there and I look forward to seeing you again sometime here with Talking Business with me, Danny Pardo. Bye-bye.